Joel and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we stand, the Wurundjeri people and the Kurnagana people respectively. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Bonjour, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Cinemanx. My name is Nana- Matanet. What is my name again? My name is Matanet. It's Matanag. And I am here with uh, my least French friend, Mr. Joel Anson. How you doing, Jolly? Uh, bonjour. Um... Uh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you, Joel? What's going on? Um, well, it's election day. Um, it is election day. So I'm staying Do off. Not to I'm, date ourselves. I'm but... staying off social media. Yeah. Um, it's not also not election day in Australia, but still, no, it's not, it seems yeah. like that if you turn the TV on. And That's right. uh, it's also stankier than a bank full of people drinking hot coffee, cups of coffee, and <laughs> hot coffee. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's just really hot. Like normally, yeah. if I was going to be in a room right now, I would have a f- big fan spinning. But uh, no, I'm just sitting. But yeah, sitting. You know, fans stanking it up. Fans don't have a lot to say about... Uh, actually, fans do have a lot to say about movies. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm here in my uh, in my new house, my big yeah. e- echo chamber. Um, so, you know, if you have any audio complaints, please email um, scottmorrison at parliamenthouse.bigpond.au and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll let you know what's going on. Trace, um, trace the land deed of, of Melbourne back to the... To the original purchases, uh, uh, post-colonialism, and just email that family over and over again right. to readjust right. the building. Let, that's right. Let them know. Cinemang's podcast audio is not up to scratch. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've got my new uh, recording set up. I've um, I've got I've I've readjusted my desk, so I've got lots more plants surrounding me now, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I've got an and you're apple recording. Next to me that's been... You're recording on like a, one of those steady tables, right? So it's all on your knees. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm I'm recording on one of those uh yeah those um eating in bed tables yeah. that your parents have. Excellent. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be perfect. I think it's gonna be great. I have my I have my TV on. Uh, there's an old sort of fireplace in the corner of this room that's boarded up, and there's a, a mantle on top of it, and it's about you know five to ten centimeters jutting out of the wall, which is just thick enough for me to rest my television on Amazing. and uh, blue, legitimately blue tack it to the ground yeah. and hope that it doesn't fall forward. So that's uh, what I watched this movie on this yeah. week. I can't wait to come over and rip the Break the it. boards off that that yeah. chimney and climb up all that's in it. A- just a great plan. Really yeah. looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Also, we, we mentioned it in last week's Instagram post, but uh, as Melbourne is opening back up, uh, we do ask that anyone in Melbourne uh, please support your local cinemas because uh, they are starting to do showings again. I know Lido Cinemas is my closest one. They've opened up their rooftop cinema. Show them some support because uh, they're an important part of Melbourne. We don't want yep. points uh, taking over the whole cinema game. Um and, uh, yeah, so support your local and uh, the French movie. And also, like, any time I've been to an independent cinema, it's always better. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah, every yeah. single it's time. It's a far better experience. It's a way better experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know um, Lido does, like, uh, they have the rooftop cinema. They yep. have a bar in there. Well, that's I the one that's the open website, right now have... is the yeah, rooftop the cinema. Um, I read on their website they have a jazz room. So yeah. I'm excited to check that out. Um, yeah, so... Independent cinema is better anyway. I should really be drinking an iced iced beverage, but I'm drinking a really spanking hot tea, and it's going yeah. down great. 
It's going down good. You got a good burn for it right now. Oh yeah, that's good. That is yeah. good. Thank you for that. Ten million <laughs> people just rip switched it and off. Kick it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Joel, what movie did you bring me this week? One of my very favorite uh, films. Uh, the first French film I ever watched, uh, Amelie. Ah. Amelie. 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 So, um, I have written a, uh, a synopsis for this film this week. Yeah, go um, ahead and squanch that out real nice yeah, over so, here. So, Amelie is, uh, it's a sort of romantic comedy-esque, and, um, I've written a synopsis as if it was a psychological thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So... Jean-Pierre Genet's Amélie is a twisted tale of a young woman, a mastermind villainess who is trapped inside her own sick mind. With Ooh. clear nods to American Psycho, Amélie believes she is going on deviant <laughs> adventures which, within her own psyche, which include crimes such as depriving her depressed widower father of one of his last great joys, attempting to poison the local greengrocer and drive him insane, as well as taunting her poor, diseased elderly neighbour with videotapes that remind him of things he can never see or do. A truly magnificent tale of psychological manipulation, not to mention the whole film, the characters all speak gibberish. Haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Bit bit, bit like racist at the end, but apart from that, brilliant. No, that's okay. Yeah, well, let's just (laughs) be clear. I do think the French language is like one of humanity's most beautiful inventions, but I can't speak it, and therefore it's useless. Yep, can't hear it, can't read it. That's right. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Garbage. Um, But... You know, you, you hit on an interesting point there with that really well-written plot synopsis, and that this movie is really not a romantic comedy. To me, it's a prank movie. <laughs> yeah, it is a prank movie. It's all about it's like pranks. Home Alone, but adult and French. <laughs> yeah, it's well, honestly, yeah. it's like the quirkiest movie ever. Yeah, yeah, and, and in a way, it and I, and I love that. Like, I, it's so great, but it's just like. It's just it's just about a really sneaky woman sneaking around, sneaking yeah. off. It's absolutely fantastic. It's like if Jackass was toned down and arted up. Audrey Tattoo? Tattoo? Yeah. I'm not French. Have you seen the... She plays Emily. The audition videos of her? No. Like, there's one where there's a... The director speaks over it and is like, I knew at this moment that she was perfect because she's just like the most adorable and just like playful looking person. She's just like, she looks like she's just a blast to hang out with. And she just, the way she just smiles at the camera. And that's pretty much what the auditions were is just her doing different facial expressions. It's just like, so cute. Star, you know, straight away. (laughs) Yeah. That's really nice. She's so yeah, sweet. Yeah, she's she's fucking great. She's like, I mean, obviously she's a lead, but like, mm-hmm. she is so much of the charm of this movie. Like the mm. fact that she can do all of this weird shit, which is still it is still very weird shit, but like it is played off as just like so charming and playful, and yeah, that's like like that's why it feels like pranks and shit. Um, yeah, but well, uh, it is. Yeah, it's just so, pranks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when, what's your background with this movie? When did you first watch it? What was your was your experience with it? Probably like 2014. Okay. Something like that. So baby Joel. Yeah, yeah, little baby boy. Maybe maybe later. I don't know. Time mm-hmm. it sucks. But uh, I just want to say like um I adore French film. Haven't seen enough, you know, because yeah, I feel like I have to be in a certain mood, you know. And um I just want to say a couple other French films I like. Uh yeah, first sure. of all, a real recent one that is 
become pretty popular, I think, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, uh, that is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, I know that I've you share a lot that on that. a different episode too. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, the director for that is going places. Uh, anyway. Who is uh, the director? Um, let's... Uh, She's one I often say to my my it's Celine Skemia is okay. how I would pronounce it. But yeah, I yeah, often okay. say like <laughs> often say to our friend Georgia that uh, she deserves friend to be show, like the, the, the next big director up because she also directed one of my very favorite films of all time, Tomboy, which you should watch. Oh, yeah! Wow, absolutely brilliant director um, cool. and just storyteller. And yeah. then I would say the next one of my favorite is the Four Hundred Blows. Um, yeah, you can tell it, it, in all of the, these three films, even Amelie, there's a very uh, like sort of childhood charm to them, which I always love in a film. Yeah. Um, uh, let's think of another one. You know, maybe I don't need to think of another one. Maybe I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever read uh, Truffaut's essay, the the French New Wave essay? No. Okay, it's it's it, it is an interesting read, but it's also like the height of like um, film boy asshole shit. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you if you're interested in um, like old French old, old like cinema theory, um, there's an essay, a famous essay by Francois Truffaut called um, it's like a, a moment in cinema or something. I don't know. What yeah. It is. But um, it essentially talks about like adaptation, and uh, it was sort of credited as being the uh, birth of the French New Wave. Um, and it is, it's interesting. Like, if you have that much time on your hands and you, like, <laughs> have an interest there, it, it's a cool read. Um, if you could be but, fucked, you know, it's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last one I would like to say is 1967 film called Playtime by Jacques Tati. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. Ja- Top tier. Jacques yeah, top I'm just tier. Keep making fun of your pronunciation. Top tier um, slapstick, and uh, it's just so brilliant. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about the the film because the there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's you your, said this like, is one of your favorite films. What? Yeah. No, no, me first. <laughs> why? Why is this one of your favorite films? What What are some of the things that stand out? It's just it. Uh, it's just like so warm. You know, it's just yeah. like a, a very pleasing and it's not confronting. It's There's no, like, real drama that goes on. Even the actual drama in the film, like, they could, like, take it out and it would still be just as good to, to me, yeah. you know, because it's just a really fucking heartwarming and fun time. And there's not too many movies, I would say. I would say, like, of movies that are really, really good, 90% of them are about fucked up shit. <laughs> And this is really, really good and isn't about fucked up shit. And I really enjoy yeah. it for that. So I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it is it is very sort of um accessible and, and mm. calm and not traumatizing, you know? I mean and it's, it's a, just like it's the, the perfect the thing... first French film to, to, to watch, I would say. Like if you're gonna All show right. someone. That's a French big call, films. especially because you just admitted you hadn't seen many French films. <laughs> well, uh, you know. I, I admitted partly to that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, like, it's it's kind of strange that the line that this movie draws between being, like, an adult and child film, because, like, mm. it does start with her mum being killed by someone committing suicide, yeah. which is not a joke, that's not funny, but, like... It's sort of like an old story, uh, older fairy tale sort of thing, where, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, overall, yeah. it's, like, meant to be, like, 
sort of playful, but it's really dark and there's no yeah. way, no getting around it. It's, it's extremely dark yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't really get a grasp on, like, the, the tone or the, the target audience of this film at, because, like, it starts sort of sort of childish and then you get the, the mother's death and then the other... When she's like just grown up and she's living in her own house and she's uh, on the roof, I think, and she the narrator's like, and Emily is wondering how many couples in Paris are having an orgasm right yeah, now. Which and is then it's one of the best like, scenes of film history. Uh, so great, so good. I, um, our so mutual great. friend Finn was over during that bit, and he's like, I've never seen like a film that has something like this in it it's so good it's just like it's sort of what i sort of like a slice of life sort of thing but it's it's more like uh it's more like it cuts into a documentary for half a second of like Mm. paris you know of what's going on and and you know that whole section is just about her perspective on things her likes and dislikes and then uh, which i just think is like such an interesting film technique or storytelling technique to to literally just be like, here's our characters and here's totally. what they hate and here's what they love, you know? Yeah, but I think that is, it, it's kind of, so I've had conversations with a um, friend of the show, Tom Buckingham, about um, sort of our very amateur filmmaking and writing techniques and something we have both agreed on is that we always end up or we very often just end up writing lists like we we end up just fucking writing lists and like that's often good when you're you know you're trying to sort of um like storyboard a character you're trying to figure out who they are as you write like a list of likes and dislikes right but this movie doesn't change it from that it just presents you with this list of likes and likes and dislikes and i had the the exact same thing you said about the thing you said about the um the slice of life stuff this movie goes out of its way to give you all of this slice of life stuff and mm. like the, with the mother, for example. So at the beginning of the movie, it goes through the lists of likes and dislikes and stuff for the mother and the father, all of which are like very individual, very quirky. They do a good job of establishing character through these, just like he likes to do this quirky thing and she likes to do this quirky thing or whatever. And then the mother dies and is not mentioned for the rest of the movie. Right. So it, it's not, it's not even about establishing a character or like setting up a payoff for the end of the movie or anything. It's just about like, this is a person. This is something that well, they yeah. do. This is a weird thing. Often, when you often when you read a like historical, um, uh, like biography or just story about one individual, they'll start off. They'll say where they're from, who their parents were, what their parents did, how their parents died, how the how the other children in the family died. And then you get on with the, the story about how he was a bricklayer in the That's early 40s. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of just like, uh, I mean, this this film is obviously about this one individual. And I think that's a brilliant way to tell an individual's story. It's like the most... Because, because you don't really need all of that, but it gives you like a great perspective. And, and for this film, it really just allows them to do a lot of fun stuff, <laughs> you know? It allows yeah, them just to, to, to be as quirky as they fucking can be, and it's brilliant. And yeah. I think that it's, like, the sort of the structure of this film is, like, with all those sort of cutaways and stuff, it's 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 structured in a way that makes it as fun as possible, you know? Mm. 
Yeah, because it feels like there's all these like little there's these little stories going on, mm. and like some it's not even about like these sub arcs that contribute to a main arc. It's yeah. just like these sort of polka dots of um of little stories and and slice of life stuff. And then like I guess the the two running stories throughout the whole thing are sort of the um the creepy dude in the cafe and yeah. um uh, Joseph in the cafe and uh, Emily and Nino's sort of. Uh, I would say that there's four. Romance. Yeah, there's four. Yeah. There's the yeah, artist. Yeah. There's the yeah, the creepy yeah, yeah. guy in the cafe. There's yeah. uh, the love affair, and then there's the prank time, and that's yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, all obviously inter, 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 uh, woven, interwoven, mm-hmm. and, interwoven. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and as we were saying, like it, it it's. Not to it, it. The story almost takes a, a back seat in a lot of ways because of how fantastical and sort of like just enjoyable the shit that goes on in there. Not to say that yeah. the story doesn't matter. It, it it does matter, but it's like it's like uh the story is almost like a method of getting these quirky moments out to me. Like because that's just Definitely, what I enjoy yeah. about the film. Um, yeah, because most... it's so much about these like individual scenes and yeah. like the one of them that comes to mind is the um when. Like there's the payoff of the all of the pranks when uh the pranks that she plays on Mr. Colin Young. And Such he's just like going scene. around his apartment just fucking going crazy. <laughs> like it's brilliant. It's so funny. It makes me think of like Bam Margera playing pranks on his dad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on his dad. <laughs> but like such a like Dude. an artful version of that. Like it's just great. And it's and um the first time I, I watched this film, I definitely didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this time, there was a little bit of that as well, where he, she started doing the pranks on the guy, and I was like, "Oh, wait, uh, what?" And then, and then I think, I think through the the um, the production design, which is absolutely impeccable, uh, by uh, Eugene Roman. Uh, you really get the you, you know what's going on at all points to to me now like because of the, the I think that that the sort of the rooms that she is she is in reflects the people that uh, live in them which is great yes, for a film like definitely. this yeah um, the, yeah the these sets are fantastic like her brilliant. her apartment particularly stood out to me as just being like this beautiful colorful like it's it's fantastic and, and then they have yeah this, Mr. Like, sort um, of, amazing paintings i can't really think of any individual one but i just remember them being like bulbous animals <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in her apartment yeah, yeah there's, so there's great very, there's great art features in this mm. movie because obviously um mr dufael is doing the uh can't remember whose paintings he's doing but he's like redoing that painting of the yeah. um the the tea party on the boat or whatever and then uh lucian who is my favorite character lucian comes to do like painting lessons with him and he has like one like crew drawing of the fruit and then he pulls it away he's like i don't really like still life and then there's this like awesome weird stylized sort of picasso-esque uh rendition of the boat party thing i think i also really like that that i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that painting. I was like, "Oh, is this going to be his like <laughs> this great moment of like, oh wow, you're actually a crazy natural paint, but painter, but it's just not addressed how good no, it is." Like no. the old guys just like, "Uh, practice your thin strokes." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta learn the rules before you can break them. But um, the, <laughs> to 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 the point of of art in this film, the uh the 
sort of aesthetic of this film is meant to be based on a particular paint, painter's paintings, that painter being Juarez Machiado. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Shoot me in the street okay. if I say it wrong. <laughs> but if you're going to call that for all of your pronunciations, <laughs> you will be riddled with bullets. Yeah, great. Um, and and if you look up his paintings, you can definitely see why. And they're also brilliant, like absolutely fantastic. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think the aesthetic choices is another thing that makes this film uh, what it is and just so uh, impeccable to me because. Uh, and it adds to the warmth because because everything sort of you know fits inside this this I'll say canon even though I'm not talking about story I'm uh, you yeah know, yeah um of of aesthetic and it's just so warm and and the colors are just absolutely beautiful and I love Did looking you just at do them. a chef's kiss yeah I, just, I no heard, I just I just yeah, threw good. one up in the in the air <laughs> <laughs> that is the yeah. sound of a chef's kiss. <laughs> I thought you said a chest kiss, and I was very chest confused. Kiss. Yeah, I just uh, kissed my titties. But, um, wow. yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the sort of, it's 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 a colour palette of red, green, and yellow. And right, yeah. they make it just, everything just sort of pop, but not, like, fully pop. Like, it's still a little tiny bit of murkiness to it, even though it's mm. still, like, this sort of fantastical colour palette. Um I think it's very important to to uh, talk about the uh, cinematographer who really is is like at least a quarter of this puzzle piece. Yeah, goes, goes to his work. Who's Bruno Del <laughs> Bruno <laughs> Del you can do Bonet? It. <laughs> I think it's Bonet because the L is silent. I think I watched like okay. a couple of videos about this guy. He's absolutely amazing. He did the cinematography, cinematography, for <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis, which is a film that I think you have watched. I um, have not. A film that you have definitely watched, Harry Potter okay. and the Half Blood Prince. Ah, I've watched that. Yeah. Wait, he did cinematography yeah. for that. Yes. So, Interesting. so okay. like, he this guy's absolutely brilliant. He he gets mm. he did the aesthetic for um one of these movies. I think it's the Woman in the Window based on one single painting, like, oh, no, 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 it, no, he, here's what it is. He did the aesthetic for Inside Lewin Davis based on one Bob Dylan album cover. The <laughs> wow. entire movie is, is, is the visual uh, look to it is based on one album cover, which wow, is just so brilliant. Cool. And so I think you would really enjoy that film. Um, yeah, and okay. also he did The Darkest Hour, which they, they okay. all have this sort of like, the thing I would say that is alike between all of his films is this sort of, like, smog sort of thing. Like, this sort yeah. of, like, dull light. But it's not yeah, like yeah, he... Yeah. It's not like it's in every scene. It just sort of pops up. But apart from that, the the, the movies that he's done are very aesthetically unique, um, mm. which is he's just brilliant. I just, you know, yeah. want to give props to the man... You know. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of the sort of lighting decisions in Amelie because there is a couple of scenes where, like, there, there's one scene where the weather is just, uh, it's just all, like, green fog in the street, mm. and then it's not addressed, really, other than, like, someone walks into the cafe and they're like, oh, weird weather, huh? It's like, mm. yeah, okay, but, but why? <laughs> like, I does that just happen in Paris? <laughs> when films do something surrealist 
just in the middle of nowhere, never address it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like the film is a surrealist film. It's just like one little thing. I think yeah. Atlanta does it really well because they have like a couple times where one of them I can think of off the top of my head is they make a reference into to like a person with an invisible car and it's an entirely normal <laughs> yes. world. And then at one point they just cut to a real man with an invisible car running over people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so. Like, but that brilliant. show is also that like that in that show that also works as a joke, but mm. but it also adds to like the that weird um, apathy that all yeah. the characters in that show possess. So it kind of fits a little bit more than this yeah. movie, which is this more is... sort of like tongue in cheek comedy yeah. surrealist. This is more just weird, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I, you know, perfect. That's what it needs to be. Um, yeah, um, I, I, and... I, I I really appreciate a film that just goes out of its way to be weird. Did you yes, know that the director for this film directed Alien, Alien Resurrection? Resurrection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How funny is that? Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't want yeah. to. But yeah, but like, so his, it makes me his want film to. his filmography is uh Fortesis, as that's a French word that I can't say. Delicatessen, and then City of Lost Children, Alien Resurrection, Amelie, A Very Long Engagement, Micmacs, The Young and Prodigious, Tia Spivet, and Big Bug, which is yeah. not out yet. But I don't know any of Dude, those films except for Amelie and Alien Resurrection. I know but, Delicatessen. <laughs> so um, I've watched that a very long time ago. Mm. It's... Uh, I remember it just being, like, really surrealist and, and sort of similar to the... To, aesthetically to to Amelie in a, in a few mm-hmm. ways and that's a great movie but um yeah I think that this guy is like yeah it is a pretty strange collection of films to be honest yeah, no but yeah. uh if you have Amelie at the the top of your list like fucking do whatever you want from then on like <laughs> yeah no shit. For real. have you seen have you seen Alien Resurrection no I've only yeah, seen the original right. Alien film I've because only seen I the first three, and they get... Well, I was going to say they get worse as they get, go along, but Alien oh, 2 okay. is as good or better than Alien 1. Seriously? Alien 3 is some weird shit. Yeah, there's an alien dog in that one. It's very funny. So it's like, um... What's that Christmas movie? Die Hard. It's like Die Hard, where number two is yeah, just sure. as good. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. Or Terminator, you know. But yeah, so he's a, he's a weird dude, I guess, but also, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I appreciate a director who is... He, you know, you could say either he has <laughs> versatility or he just, like, doesn't give a shit about having a style or something. He just wants to, you know, fuck yeah. around. Like, he do just wants, like, do whatever he's excited yeah. about that year. He just wants little Australian boys to be like, he's kind of a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But seriously, like, he is kind of a weird dude and I love that because I'm I'm looking right now at his letterbox page and the mm. photo for him is him just staring like a fucking madman down the barrel <laughs> of the camera. Sweet. <laughs> it's excellent. It. He says in, in, in one of the things I watched about this, like he when he went to, to to make this film, he didn't know it would be the most iconic French film of all time. I'm not sure if it is. is Maybe it, yeah, it is. Yeah, why. I mean, Maybe it is. I, I appreciate him, his confidence, but I, I don't know. I think probably like the 400 blows or... Yeah. I don't know, something Yeah, something I would say else. that. I would say it's that. <laughs> yeah. But this is, like, I mean, this is so goddamn iconic. In terms of, like, quirky films, that this yeah. this is, like, a, a god tier, you know. And I this think, is what I everyone think this goes film, to. 
I think this film has a really good um, poster too, because when I was trying mm. to figure out what the fuck this movie was, like you, you said to me yesterday, you were like, ah, oh, it's a really nice film to watch on a sunny day. And I was like, oh, okay. So it'll be like, you know, like a nice, I don't know, rom-com or, or something. And it's the, 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 I don't know, just like the fucking poster is like, it's almost scary. <laughs> like, it's almost, yeah. But, but it does capture the like weird surrealist elements of the movie especially mm. the green i don't know what the fuck it is with the green but like there's the the mist part i was talking about earlier and then at like two or three more times throughout the rest of the movie there's just like a flash of green it's like mm. they fucking accidentally colored the the film wrong for like two or three frames and then it goes it goes away again like it's so strange but well, the, the film opens up with a, like a bird dying or some shit right oh like, yeah that very beginning bit which is really yeah. like Never talked about again, obviously. It doesn't need to be, but, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it sort of... From the beginning, it sort of leaves you being like, oh, all right, <laughs> they're just going to do yeah. whatever the fuck they want to make a, yeah. a fun movie to watch. And I would tell you about, about how I said it's a good movie to watch in the summer. I do definitely feel that way because it's so sort of bright and just it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, it's just as good as to watch in the winter because you get that warm feeling, I, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good movie all around, you know. Good to watch. Yeah. Every day. Watch um, it every day. When so, you wake up. well, some of the other like weird surrealist elements that I picked up. There's a few cutaways of just like some wild shit happening that yeah. like they literally last for like a second and a half, and then they cut back to the story. It's like yeah. you're just you're just like fucking around in the margins there, right? This is um, a horrible comparison. Um, okay, give it so to me. I, so I'll make it. Um, a show that I do not like at all. But exists. It definitely exists. Is Game of Thrones. Well, I, I, actually, you know what? I, I can't say if it exists or not. Star but Wars. Um, <laughs> Family Guy. <laughs> oh, okay. What? You know how Family Where Guy? Where are you going with this? <laughs> you know how Family Guy has like it's famous for like having cutaways, and that's the only jokes that it makes is just like the in the cutaways. Like they never build a joke into the narrative. It's all in the cutaways. Don't, you don't I'm know not that? With Good. Guy, Good but... work. Yeah. No, <laughs> me either. I've never seen it, but. You know, <laughs> it reminds me of that a little bit in a way, and okay. you know, I'll, right. I'll shut up for the rest well, of my Bryce, life. Well, make now. sure you make sure you edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Chip, those who don't know, because that won't be edited out, I'll make sure of it. Uh, Bryce right. is our editor, and yes, we deserve and an also editor. <laughs> big brother of the show. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's yeah. doing pro bono work because uh, yeah. we're poor, poor young boys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so, yes, yeah, so one of the other things I want to address and get your take on is uh, the like the documentary scenes where she's like watching a documentary of herself. Yep. And what what the fuck? Like, what you, like what's this, your take on that? It's 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 just an attempt to be like she sort of doesn't yet have an idea that the world doesn't revolve around her. Like she yeah, just like sees true. this media yeah. as about her. Yeah. Um, but it's not like saying that in a bad way. It's not like a guy that's going through psychosis and, and, and sees himself and everything. It's, it's just like, you know, she is learning more about herself and in doing that, she like just applies her own identity to things. And it's just a visual re- representation of that. I think that's my mm. interpretation at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you're totally right about all the, the, the little cutaways being just fucking crazy. Yeah, um, but I kind of, I kind of really like that because, like, he, the director and oh, writer, I do they've established that this is going to be just like a, a weird film. It's going to do some quirky shit, and I really like that those little cutaways. As I said, it's like getting a book and just like writing notes in the margins or like 
doodling in the corner or something, right? Like, it's just sort of like Mm -hmm. a little bit of fucking around that doesn't necessarily add to the story, but that's not what this movie is about. This movie is not about the story. It's about the overall aesthetic and the, the, just the weirdness. And like those cutaways definitely add to the weirdness. Like that's part of the enjoyment. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I also, uh, I I think the dad thing, the, the storyline with the dad is like, very wholesome. It's very nice. But uh, I also kind That's of enjoy how the first one, the first, um, like you see her steal the gnome and you can assume that she has like sent the gnome or got the gnome sent off to wherever to convince the dad that the gnome is traveling the world or whatever. <laughs> um, but I like that it's not really explained. Like it's kind of a, it's kind of like a baby trust your audience moment where mm. it's like, oh, he, he got a postcard. He got this letter from, oh, he got well, the they do explain the it eventually. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. But, is, is but, that is that is that woman who walks into the cafe, is she meant to be like a uh flight, flight attendant. attendant or something? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and totally you're right, because I was watching with with as I said, Finn who wasn't paying the the utmost of attention. He was definitely watching it and enjoying the fuck out of it, but mm-hmm. um I think he was, you know, making orbs on the on the, on on a program or something, you know what I'm saying? He does love orbs. He does he, he loves those orbs. And yep. this is uh, uh, Finn Stewart from our Searching for Sugar. And whenever episode. whenever like it would cut back to being about the dad and this gnome experience, which is just like it's such a really strange and yet beautiful way to like talk about uh, home bodies and people that are like almost have a mental illness to not leave the mm. house and not go and venture out in the world yeah. by just by almost not making fun of it, but just like and not even making light of it, just like having fun with that concept. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. And and every time we would cut to like a gnome in pa- in like next to the Eiffel Tower or like in Egypt or some shit, he he would just be like, "What the fuck is what what?" <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably more it's subtle, so you would say, it than that. But, yeah, yeah. that was the no, I'm pretty sure that's what the subtitle said. What? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just such a, a little prankster. And uh, She's a fucking yeah. prankster, man. I, um, I would put this above Home Alone in terms of funny prank movies. <laughs> yeah, I probably would too. Also, yeah. Home Alone is has Macaulay Culkin, and he's a fucking piece of shit, isn't he? Um... Yeah, uh, I don't know either. I'm just going to no, assume I, I, I think I know. I think he was a piece of shit, but he was also like uh, a, a sort of tortured soul child actor type. Uh, oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's a victim in yeah. the industry. Apparently yeah. he... Um, I don't, can't remember where I heard this recently, but apparently he uh, has a playlist called uh, Macaulay, Culkin's, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin's iTunes or something that he takes to clubs and has them play. <laughs> like, he does sort of, like, <laughs> low-key DJ, which sounds fucking he mar- ridiculous. He, but... he, like, married Mila Kunis, right? Did he? Yeah. I mean, anyone that does that is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. All right. Who we should, the fuck uh, would have thought our... that we would talk about this right now? <laughs> hey, man, Macaulay Culkin, he yeah. just slips into your conversations. He's Dude, if you want to come on the show, Macaulay, uh, <laughs> yeah. tell us if you're Invitation cool or not, and then, and then we'll invite you on. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure he's like a reformed drug addict and 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 such like that. So wow, big up. If he's not, if he's not, this is uh, allegedly, al- allegedly, allegedly. We allegedly. know nothing about the man. Essentially, we know nothing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we know um, that he's shot a scene with a crazy bird lady and Donald Trump within the same month, and that right. shaped him for the rest of his life. 
Well, you know, Donald Trump is kind of a crazy bird lady. If you oh, think about in, it. in a lot of anyway, ways. Anyway, stop thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, another little thing that I also really liked is uh, near the beginning of this movie, they're like sort of leading up to this like, and then it all changed moment. And there's this really great and stupid misdirect where she's brushing her teeth and she turns to the TV and it's like, Princess Di has died in the car accident. Mm. And you're like, oh, this is going to be the moment. It's going to be a story about... Her being sad about Princess Di's death. And then the nope. fucking <laughs> the cap rolls and hits a tile. And then the tile, like, it's just like, it's 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 and funny then, and it's is that stupid. W- that's when she finds a box, correct? Yeah, 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 yes. that's right. Which is yeah. such Which... a brilliant pl- plot device and it makes me want to tear yeah. holes in all the walls in my house. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love, I love that, uh, the scene she sort of, um, in, in every place she goes, she gets offered a different drink. And then when she actually finds the individual yeah. that he, he, he has the drink, he's like, like, get in and have some port. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's, uh, that's kind of just like a European thing too. Like mm. the thing I noticed about the, the cafe that she works at, they, they do that when I was in Italy, like I spent a lot of time going to cafes and they mm. would serve you. Like you, it would be, you know, like one in the afternoon and you would be sipping a little espresso and then Mm -hmm. two tables away would be a couple who are having like grappa or some, like some type of just afternoon alcohol, like Mm -hmm. cafes, just cafes and bars are not really different things there. So like, which is, it's a great energy, man, like to, to drink coffees and beers at like the same sort of low key place is like it also like the cafe in this is absolutely fantastic because it has a cigarette cigarette kiosk which i don't (laughs) smoke cigarettes um but i just love the idea of having a double barreled like drug (laughs) establishment (laughs) (laughs) because it's like on one side you get the the tobacco and the other side you have the coffee and it's absolutely brilliant um, yeah, the cafe is such a fucking entertaining set piece. Like, there's oh. just all of, I love the, like, small, established, well, you get all the introductions of all of the individuals in the cafe mm-hmm. early in the movie, and then it just sort of, like, runs with those weird individual storylines. And I really, really love how there's, like, tiny little nods between, like, we talked about all these sort of individual storylines through the movie. There's tiny little nods and connections between all of them. So, like, the, um, the storyline with, uh, Mr. Bordato. He was, he had the little, um, bicyclist thing cause he liked to yeah. watch the tour de France. Right. Yeah. And then later we had Amelie taping the video of the, uh, what we can assume was tour de France, some kind of big bike race, uh, for Mr. Um, Mr. Weak bones guy. Um, and, uh, Mr. Duffel. And in that was in that video was also a horse, which is just fucking hilarious. A yes, horse the, running the, in a, the VHS is Matt. The yes. VHS is the most so brilliant funny. thing in yeah, cinema so, history. Like just like literal compilations of of weird shit, and then yeah, and, and, yeah. and they've and they've put it in the moving in such a way that that it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, I wish there was in more films just a little bit in the middle or like halfway for, or like, you know, a couple times in the movie where they just cut to someone watching just some, some <laughs> fucking insane on TV. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like it, it makes, it, it makes for such a, a brilliant little moment. I just yeah. want to mention that, um, you watched this last night. Yeah, um, I did. I watched this yeah. four, four to four to six years ago. And then also like a month ago now so you're gonna have like a lot better memory of of it but one thing i do clearly remember is 
Well, first of all, the, the film's attitude towards sex, I find it quite refreshing and I yes. love it. Yeah. But specifically, the, specifically, well, it's a French film, you know, uh, yeah, specifically true. the cafe sex scene, which isn't really about the attitude <laughs> yes. towards sex. It's just the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it adds to that attitude. Like, it's not like... None of the yeah, people yeah, like, oh yeah, my definitely. god, how scandalous. They're just like, yeah, mm. you know, they're, they're <laughs> it's just... a French cafe, man. <laughs> and I love that she, like, tries to stop this sort of earthquake that has been created, <laughs> but it's still so very good. clearly going on. Like, <laughs> like she's not saving anyone's privacy. It, I thought I thought it was building to this great crescendo where mm. when she she finishes all of the glasses and everything topple to the ground, yeah. there's just this great, like, crash and crescendo in the music. That would be fucking brilliant, but... No, yes, I love that, that that's not how it happens because it's just like it, 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 this. This movie does a good job of like subverting expectations by just by just like going obviously just the most insane. Well, I should stop saying insane and crazy. The most cuckoo bananas areas, <laughs> you know. It's just amazing. Like I'm going to just keep saying like uh, non sequitur compliments to the film because i really like it um <laughs> that's all right man this is a podcast where we get excited and yeah. we don't have the vocabulary or knowledge to articulate what we're excited about yeah or the memory anyway that's right that's uh, <laughs> so the, to the attitude towards sex thing i think it's really well summed up by the love interest being like working in a sex stores sex store and yeah, all the yeah, sort yeah. of like like when the workers are just like scanning the boxes or like filling up boxes with dildos and, and put, or yeah. taking them out putting them on the shelves and it's just happening it's just like this is the world we live in this totally. yeah, yeah. You know yeah and it's saying? not it's not like a story about like oh how crazy is it that he works at a sex <laughs> Ooh, shop it's just like <laughs> <kind balls>. of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the orgasm the spookiest of bodily functions yeah. um how did we get back into Halloween, man? Did you have a good Halloween, which was now like four weeks ago at this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched. Uh, I'll talk about what I watched. I watched. Uh, uh, what the fuck did I watch? <laughs> I watched a film called Possum, and then another oh, awesome. one. Uh, which, which by the way, that film is creepy as oh. shim. Um, is and... it an Australian horror movie? No. Oh, what other country has possums? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's not true. I mean, sure possum is really just like a big spider in a, in a monster, spider monster. Anyway, what? yeah, okay. it's it's all a metaphor. The whole movie is a metaphor. Anyway, uh, and then okay. I also watched um, what the fuck else did I watch? What did you watch first of all? Um, I didn't. I didn't really you didn't. do anything following. Yeah, oh, no. no. I, I kind of, you know, I'm in Melbourne. I'm in a big city, so I, I walked around the city. But, oh, yeah. And there was people, people like, dressed up. I saw, like, some people who dressed up their dogs a little bit, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Well, yeah, that's um, what I, w- I, would, I was going to say at the start of this. I was going to say that um, you, I've still been, like, sort of just in the house doing house stuff. Yeah, but yeah. you've got the opportunity to walk around and and yeah, count man. all the orgasms that are happening that's right. currently in <laughs> that's the city. Right. I can oh I yeah, can climb on my roof and speaking uh, of house, the city. It, oh yeah, house. The yes. movie I watched is House, and yeah. everyone just go watch it. Fucking brilliant. I thought you said never watch it. It's terrifying. No. Oh no, 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 that's the house that Jack built. Sorry. Yes. Different yes. house movies. <laughs> yes. Is House is house, house the House is the one with that great orange poster of like the big mm-hmm. cat face or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, so cool. Oh. Everyone look up look up that poster even if you're not gonna watch the movie. It's fucking yeah. great. Uh, so yeah, good. so uh anyway, French film, Amelie. 
Mm-hmm. Any uh, the French film. Any big takes on it? Do you do you have any great interpretations? I, I said in my um, I said in my um. <laughs> do you say, I think it's shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. I said in my in my fake synopsis that uh, it could all be taking place in our own mind, which it very well could be because a lot of weird fucking stuff. Oh, I mean everything could be. So oh, bro, take that into it's to the French account. Matrix, yeah. the Freytrix. <laughs> <laughs> This is a bad joke. Le Matrix. Le ma- le <laughs> is Matrix. what it should be. Le Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix. Um, I wish I had watched this last night as well, but I, I just haven't. So I, I don't have as much big points. There's also like the fewest notes that I have on any of the movies that we've done. I just like have yeah. like a few. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like for some of your favorite movies, like Columbus is probably one of my favorite movies. And I also don't. I don't think I want to do an episode on it because, like, I don't... You know when you 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 know when you just, like, you listen to music or something and it's very special to you and yeah. you can't really articulate articulate why, but you just want to, like, keep living in that emotion that it gives you? And you almost don't like, want to explore as to exactly. why because you just want to keep it as, like, this pure emotion yeah. that you feel about it. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to, like, quantify and analyse it. You just want to... I have that yeah. for boyhood. Yeah, right. We might do eventually, but I don't mind yeah. if we don't because it's so special for me. Definitely. Um, yeah, but this is, I mean, this movie is one that I definitely, uh, is one that is one of my favorite movies, but it's one that I am totally willing and want to share with people because mm. I just think that, I don't know. I feel like the, in terms of an audience for a film, there's definitely a lot of like people that wouldn't like this film, but I would say the majority of people would get some sort of happiness out of this film. Which yeah, is yeah, great. totally. Yeah. yeah. For sure. It actually did. It actually did bring me out of a funk yesterday. I was just feeling mm. kind of strange and spooky, depressed. But like, oh, yeah, it, here's it something we can talk about. Good. Is the elaborate sort of? Ch- it's almost like a chase scene slash puzzle scene <laughs> where oh, yeah. she's yeah. trying. When, he's trying to find her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> through yeah, the clues. Yeah. yeah, all of the all of the back and forths between their two characters is really good, and mm. I think like. It almost because it, it's one of those things that we sort of we've touched on a little bit before, where I think uh, we talked about it in regards to Super Mario Brothers about how like '90s movies in the romances it would just sort of be like the characters meet and then they sort of do something together or adjacent and then they just kiss because they did this thing together and that means they're in love. Like these two characters are sort of like they're sort of both like beating around the bush and doing like weird yeah. antisocial things. And then at the end they Speaking meet and they weirder. just kiss without even, yeah, even fucking knowing each other's names. Like he reaches out to shake her hand and be like, my name is, and then she fucking grabs him and pulls him in. And, and I yeah, love that. Oh, it is strange, that. but yeah, I think it also fits with the like weirdness of this movie. It's not mm-hmm. about like this great, um, like specific romance. It's like, yeah. it's not about the, the like, track of this relationship it's just about like this quirky sort of situation and it's going to end in a kiss hasn't some of your best like experiences with like romantically been with people that just don't hide their weirdness straight away and you're able oh, just definitely. to Absolutely. fully engage that I, yeah. yeah and 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 the, it all sort of it centers around the town and then like they've got the characters in the town um and wait she, say the name of the town no. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck it is. It doesn't it's, even it's matter. It's Montmartre. I think it's a suburb of um, Paris. Uh, so it centres around a town and we have all these little characters in the town. And I really love that 
it, some of the main characters are literally just people that she saw like across town, like through her window, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. become like really involved in her life. It's such yeah. a like a small world sort of thing. Mm. Um, as I said, like this sort of story obviously revolves around this one girl and her one woman who and her sort of conceptualizing of 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 the world that she lives in, and yeah, and I love the idea of of. You know, two people falling in love based on the fact that they were both kept home from school for various reasons, and yeah. they're both just being freaks. You know, <laughs> I I know I I thought that was really cool too, and, and yeah, the, the, that is like the two big examples of something this movie makes light of is just like everyone has weird little things. Like yeah. almost every character in this movie, they have some kind of collection, mm-hmm. um, and I think that is a really really cool thing because like. Everyone, yeah, even though, like, it's weird to call yourself, like, a collector of, like, you know, idioms or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone has something like that, you know. Um, And it is, it's still charming and entertaining. It doesn't come off as weird. I really like, like you pointed out, I really like that they're sort of one of their... um, the things that they really have in common is that they they had like weird isolated childhoods yeah. and it's only touched on the first time we see him on screen, see Nino on screen. Um, and it's done so in sort of like a flashback um, style, but yeah, it's like. Also the chase scene of, of her chasing after him, who's chasing after another person. Yes. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Fuck the French connection. This is the greatest, greatest cha- chase scene of all time. <laughs> no, but like, it, it, I, I find that bit uh, really pleasing. And just the whole concept of uh, a man who looks under photo booths for photos and then collages yeah. a book together. Yeah. Yeah, I wish yeah, it had totally. like a, a, a coffee table version of that actual book, just yeah. like to, to have in my house. So great. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's something that, like, this movie couldn't basically couldn't function if for a lot of reasons couldn't function in the age of the internet. And I mm. think that like photo Definitely. booths are one of those things because photo booths are like a very novel thing now. Like mm-hmm. you might go out and get like a couple of photos with your friends if you find one, but like yeah. you're not going to be, you know, we don't use them to get passport photos. We don't use them to, I don't know. We don't use them like they yeah. do in this movie. Right. Today, and, this film would be about like about two people who find each other because they both turn their phone off and read a book. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, yeah but, but it's... Uh, I, I, I do love that sort of, like, weird, anonymous sort of... It's almost like found art, you know, like the, yes, the ripped-up photos. Yeah, um, and it's also, like, um, uh, I was going to say the perfect creepiness, but I don't think there any creepiness isn't perfect. But it's, it's sort of, like, <laughs> the only time I've ever seen creepiness be, like, ch- fully charming because it's a yeah, real yeah. weird thing to do to collect these photos. But then <laughs> she also, like, she has the book and she, like, sort of falls in love with him through that in, in a little way. Like, like wow, this guy is a fucking weirdo. I can yeah. get behind that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah. I also, um, I think I realise that I appreciate that there's a lot of, at least shots, I wouldn't say full scenes, but there's a lot of shots of Emily just alone in her apartment. Mm. And mm-hmm. I think that just made me realize, like, we don't get a lot of movies where we just, like, see a woman going about her business living alone in an apartment. Yep. Or like, really anyone. Very... Yeah, yeah. Like, in this sort of way, like, because it's what we were talking about together the other day of Slice of Life, where yeah, um, to tell the story, you you don't need to tell the story. You need to 
show the people that the story is about sometimes you just need mm. to show them doing their thing eating those eggs yeah, getting out of right. bed yeah. that's right um and i i the, the slice of life stuff like we said at the beginning there was like four main storylines i can think of at least another like two or three of them because mm. um, there's the one with nino and that that bald guy he was chasing who they think is like some great um I don't know, just some great mystery man. It's not even about, yeah. like, any evidence they have to back up the fact that, like, they need to know who this man is. It's just this, like... It's just a guy that is there a lot. drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. This, it's just this weird, like, obsession. And then when they find out who he is, it's not, like, disappointing because the result is so boring. It's just like, wow, we know, we know who he is. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's fucking great. Also, I mean, he's they... a very strange-looking dude, that bald guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like, um... Well, uh, no need to be mean, but all right. Sorry. No, but he looks like the guy from uh, Enmark Shyamalan's uh, Split. I can't remember uh, who that... Oh, the, he also plays uh, Charles Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember that guy. It's yeah, name, but, but he looks, he he looks kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, like an older him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then one of the other storylines we didn't mention is the one with the uh, landlady and her, like, uh, lost husband sending her letters and everything. And, like... That's just one of those, like, weird uh, sort of very small setups and payoffs where we, we hear the thing in the newspaper earlier in the movie about the um, the plane the plane wreck discovery mm. where they found all the letters that were 30 years late or whatever, and then Emily uses that to her advantage later in the movie by, like, basically making a letter to the, um, uh, to the landlady to sort of remind her that her husband loved her, even though it's not actually from her husband. Um, mm. but I was really hoping, cause like that, uh, the method of her creating that letter, like cutting pieces out and then, uh, like rearranging them and photocopying it. That's kind of like an analog version of like, um, like text to speech or like when you just tap on the suggested, uh, button on your keyboard on your phone. Mm. And I was hoping for a more like hilariously nonsensical, uh, letter, but instead it was just kind of nice, you know? Yeah. This movie also has, like, little touches of ASMR. Um, I don't know if oh, you're yeah. a big ASMR guy at all. Not I'm not really, really at all. I'd, yeah. I've only watched it a few times, and yeah, but I, I know a lot of people that really enjoy it, and I would never hate on it. And yeah. I think that this film does a really good job of having that included to make it feel nice. Um, for example, I would say the voiceover. The voiceover yeah, is awesome. Yeah, the narrator. Yeah, but he's, he's also, great. like, sort of, like... He's not, like, you know, expressing himself very loudly into a microphone. He's sort of, like, sitting by the microphone and talking very clearly, but also you can just hear the little pops and whistles in his little voice, and it's yeah. quite nice. It's a very yeah, pleasing yeah. voiceover. I really enjoy it. Great way to open the film. And then at some point, like, the voiceover just completely stops, and I think that is yeah, yeah. when, like, Amelie sort of, like, has built her world and we know who she is as a person and then yeah. no, no, no longer need that voice. It's yeah. great. The, uh, the narrator, his name is André Dusselier. Yep. Good on you. Yeah. Come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> André, I hope you're still alive. Um, I wonder if it, what it would be like if we got any, <laughs> anyone, we anyone. <laughs> that we ever mentioned. <laughs> like really Scott comes on and I'm just like, I don't really like you, man. Why don't and you like, like really Scott? Oh, we'll talk about that. In another episode All where right. we do his films. Yeah, do you want to do Alien? Yeah. Or Alien 2? N- no. No, let's do <laughs> I don't. Because yeah, I don't like do it. Right. I don't like I don't like Ridley Scott. Next week. Sure. Alien. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, let's wrap it up, though. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, unless you have something else to like talk about, which Halloween I'm happy present. to do. Nah, yeah, um, like a little little candy bar. That's right. Just like you wrap up a candy bar. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram at Cinemax Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we can just ask you a huge favor, if you can give us a five-star review in fucking iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. I don't even know if you can rate things on Spotify, but find Just a way to do it. share us on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to grow the show and um, get more than <laughs> 13 concurrent listeners. Um, so we'd really appreciate uh, anything you can do to help us out. Um, I'm actually doing everything I can to jeopardize the situation. Well, yeah, I was I was going to finish that by just just we don't want to be too confident. So if you can give us five stars and then in the review just fucking tear us to stress. Just just no, shit I, on our pillows. I think I think give us, you know, five stars and then just tell us that you love us, but then also make fun of how we look. That's but right. never look up how we look. That's right, yeah. And, <laughs> you must make it up in your mind. <laughs> even even if you want to look up how we look, you can't because we have no photos of us anywhere on the internet. No. We are men of mystery, and anywhere that says and this any, is any Joel Anderson And any photos you do find, I now him. look like a goblin with, That's right. with large fangs. That's so right. If you th- just look, th- up, based on that. look up Gremlins 2, the, the sexy gremlin, that's what that's sort of what Joel yeah, looks and, like. And right I look now. like the spider gremlin. That's and if right. anyone has that prop and wants to give it to me... <laughs> I would like that prop, please. Are you playing a guitar in the background there? Just playing a little MIDI keyboard. Oh, all right. Oh, dude, play us out. (laughs) I love you. Love you.